previously on Creek Chat. As we head into the last season, season six. It's a three-pack, baby. I am pumped and primed to get into season six. And Dawson's gonna have sex with Joey in this episode. Dawson's gonna have sex with Joey in this episode. Oh, this episode is gonna end with them fucking. Reunited and it feels so good. Like everybody fucking knows they are soulmates. They deserve to be together. They should be together. Dude, we gotta serve you with the... Issue. Dawson will like, I don't know, he'll hook up with some actress that he dated or whatever. Drama, drama, heavy issue. Did you tell Joey about this yet? And Dawson's just like, um, uh, no. Drama, drama, heavy issue. Dawson and Joey have sex. And then Joey freaks out on Dawson. Drama, drama, heavy issue. <laughs> Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT Fill Me Up Money. And with me, my lovable co-host. Hey, it's me. It's the one and only Chucky B. And I am here to say welcome to Season 6, The Final Cut. And season six has got me so discombobulated, I'm calling Chucky B my co-host and not my lovable guest. Yeah, I'm a guest. Get it right. I can leave this bitch at any time. I can say fuck it It did. We are at the beginning of season six of Dawson's Creek, the final cut. And I think it'd be silly for you to leave at this point. You've been on every other episode. I think our, our beloved listeners would also be disappointed if you did that, Chuck. Oh, yeah. I'm probably not going anywhere. Oh. I gotta see all this fucking oh, Okay. I'm just saying. Well, let's... No, know. I got you. So let's hear about what you thought was gonna happen in the first three episodes of season six. Kids are all right. That's episode one. You wanna sing episode two? I don't know. Maybe. When we get there. It's not really like that. Your predictions are just three paragraphs is what I broke it down to. But there probably should be more than three, realistically. It's not really... Oh, I did just listen to this episode again, and there was a lot. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm about to read them. I, lo- I love reading them. It's trying to do it almost as fast as I can, but not always. But anyway, you want to sing episode two, or should I just read the last two? No, nah, you can do we it. We got Song Remains the Same, which it certainly does. In episode three, the importance of not being earnest. So let's get down to the the breakdown or er. not being too earnest is that what i said nope you can run it back too uh, no you can run it back and it, i'm sure you're right the importance of not being earnest i just don't remember that's the problem i'm trying to get to these predictions flipping it reversing it <clears throat> i'm excited to see what happens with dawson and joey and i mean i know it's going to be ending in wedding bells so there's that but how do they get there and then there's audrey and pacey i love these two together they seem right it seems like this is where they should be at let's see how the summer or at least the drive across the country does for them jack and gate goatee kicking it all summer i guess we'll see what happens there where are they living are they going to be in boston so they stay at grams jen's going to new york to see her parents 
appearance is Joey going to Paris? I'm going to say yes. I'm also going to say Gay Goatee and Jack, season six. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I mean, we don't know. I guess maybe in between. That was probably before season. Like, that was in between season five and season right, six. Right, right, right. But they were chilling. And from how Jack's living, I'm pretty sure they got down to the get down. Uh, more probably than likely. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to run that, run that one back, too. Uh, more probably than likely. So season six is going to open up. I think we're going to get the first episode of season six is going to be them finishing up in L.A. Joe is traveling back to Boston. So we're going to get like another terminal episode or at least like parts in an airport. Jack and Gay Goatee are definitely together and a couple now. Jen had a great time with her parents and they convinced her to go to church, bringing Matt back. They want to all start a new thing where they're all like, hey, Grams is the best one in our family. She goes to church. Let's all try to be more like Grams. And little do they know, Grams is dirty dancing on Clifton all the time. Maybe we get a Clifton and Graham's wedding. No wedding, but Clifton is still around. Yeah, and he's a teacher. Here comes the longest portion. Math teacher. That's right, it is a math teacher. We don't see that class, though. No, but we do got more information on Cliff, though. But we do. Uh, Here comes the longest portion of your prediction. The longest paragraph. I think we're going to be getting a lot of returning characters from season five and from seasons past. We're going to get Clifton coming back. We're going to get Gay Goatee coming back. We're going to get Seymour Jean. Clifton is coming back as Mr. Grams. Why the fuck not, man? Getting married in Vegas, baby. We're going to see a little bit more of Gail's boyfriend. We'll see a new Alexander because he's a little bit older now. We'll see some Bodie this year. We're going to see at least one flashback of Mitch. Not necessarily flashbacks. We're going to see Mitch. We will get some men. <laughs> we'll get some mention of Mitch. We'll get some Frank Potter. Andy's going to come back. Brief. We'll see her sometime next year. It's just going to be a passing thing, and then she'll be in the finale. She'll be at the wedding. Wilder comes back, just as the teachers, that every once in a while, he can be like, Joey, 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 Joey. Thank you for not blowing me. Did I say Jack and Gay Goatee were going to be hooking up? <laughs> and that's how we end her. You want to hear the real breakdowns? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right, episode one, the kids are all right, they're much shorter. An end-of-summer reunion in Boston reignites Dawson and Joey's long-simmering romance. Episode two, the song remains the same. Dawson's efforts to woo Joey are upended by the news of his summertime romance in Los Angeles. And episode three, the importance of not being too earnest. Joey accidentally sends a heartfelt email to Dawson to the entire Worthington campus. Meanwhile, Pacey's first week at work provides a harsh lesson in corporate ambition and greed. That shit was fucked up. Oh, it was very Michael Scott of her to do. It was one of the first things I thought. Like, this is the Jan in fucking on the beach mistake all over again. Except before. No, it was before then. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, that's a rough one. I mean, really, ultimately, she comes out okay, it seems like. Like, whatever, she gets embarrassed, but she seems to almost be used to being embarrassed at this point. Because by the end of this episode, or at least the second half of that last episode, she's just pissed. Angry Joey. And I was loving it. I was loving Angry Joey. But we'll get to why that was happening in a bit. Let's get into the... What What did you What did you sing about this first episode title again? Uh, the Kids Are Alright. Oh, I thought you were going to sing it. Nope, nope, not anymore. The moment is fleeting. Last season, they faked us out with a voiceover. This season, they gave us the voiceover. They go 
full voiceover with Joey just being like, I'm just going to give you guys a breakdown of what we did this summer. Straight up. And she hits us with the line, the fucking sassy, I didn't go to Paris, but I totally could have. And I made somebody else fall in love with me. Haha, <laughs> fuck that guy. I dumped his ass. Oh. <laughs> Tire screeches. That's when they hit right there. I swear to God. Oh, really? In the episode, right when she says she made some boy fall in love with her, there's tire screeches that hit, and then they cut to her talking about the L.A. scene. Oh, because, yeah, I just wrote down that, uh, like, she's like, yeah, Pacey and Audrey had a great time in L.A., and then Gay Goatee broke up with Jack over email. For a younger and prettier dude. I did not write that down. Oh, so that's what they said. Or at least that's what Joey said. So Jack's what, 18 or 19? Yeah, well, so... So you broke so up with him for someone who's 18 or like, 17? Like, maybe Jack's 20 at this age? I don't know. No, no, because Joey just turns 19 in one of these episodes. I don't think any of them are older than 19. So Jack's got to be, what, 19? I'm going to say he's 19 at the oldest. So we so broke up with him younger, for a guy who's 18? I guess it could have been someone who was just 19 but younger, months-wise. Or just looked younger? I don't know. Okay, they're all really young. Look younger is not really going to matter. Gago T's at least a year older than Jack because he was already in the frat. It's just a know. weird situation. Oh, no, there's another weird thing that comes up in this episode. Or one of these episodes. It is this one. Anyway... So we find out that Jen's parents tell her that they're getting a divorce and she has the best summer of her young life. Yeah. And then Joe's like, and I didn't talk to Dawson all summer. No biggie. Yeah. Don't give a shit, but I'm excited to be back at school. Because she just chilled in Cape Side all summer. What she was so dead set against doing, she ended up fucking loving. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, back to reality. So let's cut to reality real quick. and Let's jump away from Joey. Let's talk a little bit about Jen, because it's good to see. I like Jen in this three pack. I don't think a whole lot of substance really happens with her, but she's cracking jokes and being funny, and it's just good to see her be that way again. Well, we did find out that she is no longer with the radio, and I think that's actually in the next uh, episode. That comes up, yeah. Well, right here, she's just in the kitchen talking to Grams, talking about how happy she is, and Grams just looks at her and goes... What happened to my granddaughter? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So Jen goes to class. And who happens to sit down next to Jen? Grams. Jen's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Grams is like, listen, girl, my main squeeze Cliff, he's a professor of math. This is a class about not math. English, I think. Yeah, I think it was English. She's like, girl, I'm in this class now. I used to love learning. I'm going to love learning again. Deal with it. Yeah, she's like, Cliff's going to fucking learn me a bunch of shit. (laughs) Well, Cliff's not teaching this, but she's probably taking this class. But either way, the teacher, the professor's like, excuse me, ladies. uh, Do I have to separate you two over there? And Jen is just embarrassed out of her mind. Yeah, Jen's like, you can kick my grandma out of this fucking class right now. Well, and that's so she goes to her next class with Jack, and she's peeking around to see if Grams is there too. And this is a, a history of pop culture class, and we're gonna get back to this because this is important later. But we spot this new teacher that they're pushing like Jen asks, "Do you think he's gay?" And he ends up talking about something about like a wife. But you can tell right away Jack's got this look in his eye, like, "Hmm, this professor up here sure is a mighty attractive man." But we're gonna yeah. So 
so season five introduced us to uh joey potentially banging her teacher bro season what two brought us pacey fucking his teacher season six season one okay so season it's one it's in the was dna pacey of the show teacher. it's not surprising that they do it but they just no, do I just, it a lot i'm just saying now it's jack's turn right no you're right they just do it a lot dawson didn't no his his dad did with his teacher the film teacher who I'm oh, gonna bring yeah. I'm gonna bring her up again later. So just keep her in mind. But anyway, we're gonna get back to that professor and Jack later. It's not important for the moment, but it does become important later on in this three pack. So let's get back to Joey, the one who gave us our voiceover. And she's running late to class. She bumps into some dude and knocks him over and whatever. Lays him out. And yeah, it's just like you're well, right. should have been in and not in my way. Yeah, you're right. It's Dick. not even just knocks him over. She does mow this turd down. He's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. In fucking flip flops, and just looks like a real turd. And she's like, "Yeah, bitch, I'm trying to get to my professor, and I'm late right now." She gets in there, well, it turns out he's late too. So she's like, "All right, cool, I'm good, not a problem." But you know, it's not good because this is Dawson's Creek, and the only way that this can turn out is that the guy she knocked over is the professor. It's funny because I didn't even put that together in the time that was allotted because it was like seconds. Because homeboy walks in and he's all like, "Hey." I only knew because I knew, but you're right. They don't give you a lot of time to mull on it. That reveal comes real quick. Like, oh, no, this guy in the Hawaiian shirt is the professor. Don't worry about it. He's also like, listen, girl, I got a job to offer you. It's a job that people stab each other in the back to get. And it's a research assistant in my English department. Come on down and do the damn thing. And she's like, all right, I'll think about it. He's also like, I see you're in my class and you're only a sophomore. It's kind of like a wilder situation. So this guy is a dick. And he's like, you got to read this book before class even starts or else, like, I'm going to kick your ass out. And class starts at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And I don't know what time it is then, but I'm going to guess it's no earlier than 10. No, yeah, I'm guessing it's probably 10 or 11. So she's got to read this book. And this is what I like about Hudson. And I don't I don't know if that's his name. I just wrote down Professor Hudson because that's what it sounded like. I just wrote Professor. Okay, well, I'm, there's two professors. We got Professor Pop. Is who I called the guy from the pop culture class. And then we got Professor Hudson, because that's what I, I just thought. just a pop culture teacher. Okay, well, I'm, we're going to call him Professor Pop. And you can call just this guy Professor if you want, but he's Hudson to me. <laughs> and I hope it's nothing like that at all. But it's my turn to start just making up names around here in season six. So anyway, what I like about Professor Hudson is it's not like Wilder, who it was clear, not from the beginning, but they made it feel like it was going to get weird and sexual between them. Hudson, that's not what this is going to be. This no, guy no. is just an asshole and a good teacher, and he fucking loves it when people are an asshole back to him, if they can back it up. So... Like, by the end of this three-pack, I'm like, oh, shit, I love this Hudson guy. And I don't remember what happens, but, whew. Anyway. I'll have to look for that because, like, I mostly kind of thought he was forgettable. But I thought it there's was a lot of There's a lot of things that they intro in this three-pack. And we'll get to one in the next episode that are like, nothing much happens here. But there's going to be more that happens later. You know it. Like, feels like they're doing a good job of, like, 
building to what's coming next this season. As much as I hated that fucking voiceover to open this shit, it really felt like it kind of leveled out after that. For oh, me, yeah, it was the only voiceover I think I heard. It was. I mean, like, the quality, because I was jarred by that. Of like, this is where we're headed, is down voiceover territory. This is going to be a bad season, isn't it? But by the end of the three-pack, I was like, okay, maybe not. But anyway, she is trying to read this book, but she gets a call from Dawson that she doesn't take, but gets a message to meet him somewhere. And she's like, Psh, well, you know I'm going to go meet my boo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she, once she gets to class, because, like, Dawson doesn't show up, she's like, fuck, I got to get to class. And she gets to class. She's late. She's late everywhere, like, this entire three-pack. What's going on? So, like, like Professor Dick is like, <laughs> is like, yo, uh... Are you fucking late? And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm obviously late. And then he's like, oh, would you finish reading the book? She's like, no, I only managed to read like a third of it. And he's like, oh, well, you know what? Instead of being a dick and making you get out of my class because you suck. uh, How about this? What did you think about the parts you did read? Oh, hold on. Before this happens, though, her phone fucking rings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He answers her phone and he talks to Audrey who relays a message from Dawson that they're going to meet up later. And he tells her all of this out loud to the class. Like, he is making a point to just put her on the spot. And she just sits there and is like, fuck. And then he does what you're talking about. It's like, okay, yeah, tell us about it then. And so, like, she gives her explanation. And then this other kid in class is like, ah, I actually disagree. I read the whole book, and this is my opinion. Uh, that's Eddie, who we'll find out about again later. Uh, and Hudson is like, yeah, definitely I'm on this guy's side. And then Eddie winks at Joey. And I'm like, these smug pricks. What the fuck? Let's, take, let's halt right there. Let's halt with Joey for the moment. Let's jump on over to Pacey and Audrey. And okay, so a- is that supposed to be Jack Osborne? It is Jack Osborne. Oh, it is Jack Osborne. See, I don't know what Jack Osborne looks like. No, that was Jack Osborne, who was sleeping in the back of Pacey's car all the way from L.A. Yes. Okay, cool. So I was able to figure that out without, like, looking it up. They made it pretty obvious. I'm pretty sure they called him Jack Osborne, first and foremost. I think they called him just... I don't know what they called him. I just was so jarred. This episode came out in 2002. So this was definitely the height of, like, the Osbournes on MTV. So they were definitely like playing into that. And they even, so we're already coming out of the weird voiceover thing. Now they're doing bleeped out F words with Jack Osborne. Oh yeah, like, that was f-? crazy. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So he's dropped, he's back there dropping F-bombs and talking about seeing Audrey naked. Looking at her like through a telescope or something with his dad. And I'm like, when was yeah. this? When was this? When she was living back in LA or recently? Because it sounded like it was something they used to do when she was, underage probably probably what the fuck is going on there's a whole lot of things they say in these next few episodes i'm going to point out and go what's happening with the writers this season and this is kind of where it starts but anyway we find out that audrey's not going to class as her first day back to school because nothing happens in them a sign of things yeah. to come and pacey's got an interview coming up that her dad set up so did she go to classes at all in this entire three pack uh, that were hers actually didn't seem like it no all right I think it's one of those things that they made obvious, but they didn't delve into that, you know, has to be coming up 
if it's not coming up in the next three pack, it's coming up right after that. Like, how does it not come up in the next three episodes? It has to. Is my question. I don't. I guarantee you, it does because they spent three episodes building it, and it's got to pay up. It, it can't go on much longer than that before the school themselves is going to start being like, "Where are you at?" Joey's going to start noticing and asking questions. Like, it has to be in the next three pack. But anyway, this is the start of it here. But she's more worried about Pacey not becoming some cheap-ass, lame-ass nine-to-fiver than she is about her own school career. But they don't have a place to stay right now, apparently. And so pa- he's got to crash at Grams' house. Well, before all that, he gets a second to be like, Joey, I'm just going to ask you to let me stay here. Do not let it happen. And before she has a chance to question him, Audrey comes in and Joey makes it happen. And that comes up again later. But yeah, so he's staying over at Graham's house. So we got, what, Jack, Jen, Grams, and Pacey. A rotating cast of men for Jack and Clifton, I'm sure, stopping by once in a while. Yeah. It's getting busy over there at the fucking Mighty Alliance household. Oh, most definitely. Well, here's where we cut to next. Here's where Jack comes into the mix. He's playing video games. Pacey's sitting next to him. Looks like he's getting, like, prepared for his interview. Like, figuring out how to tie a tie or something. Because his interview isn't right now. But he's talking about how life it is. How, how lame it is over Grams. And Jack's like, yeah, man. Uh, it's kind of hard to live my life if you, uh, you know, know what I mean. <laughs> and Pacey at first is like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, wait, no, I don't actually know what you mean. I'm like, Pacey, come on, buddy. You know what he means. Yeah, come on now. But then Pacey drops the bomb. And I've, this is a, another thing I forgot about. In this, th- there's a lot from this season I think that I forgot. There are characters I remember, but specifics I don't remember that Pacey proposes that him and Jack move in together, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I really like that a lot. I was like, that that'll that'll work. That's a really good pairing of people to go together. Historically, they've gotten along. They don't have to worry about drama between their own romantic lives, like stealing each other's. No, yeah, dude not or at woman. All. We'll see what happens with the living situation later. Because Pacey shows up, knocks on the door, and there's some drums going down behind the door. Opens the door, and it is hot-ass British Emma. So hot and so British. And she's like, you don't have a job, and this shit is expensive to rent here. And there's another couple coming by tomorrow that I think are going to be better suited. So why don't you just get the fuck out of here and close the door on it? Yeah. So that's where they're at in that hunt right now. Let's bring all of our people together, our whole cast and crew, over to the Hell's Kitchen, which is apparently going to be the new hangout this season. Yeah, that's what I kind of gathered from this pretty quickly, especially throughout this entire three-pack. We just kept on going to fucking Hell's Kitchen. Well, by the time we get to the end of it, Joey's working there, so I think we're going to be hanging out there. (laughs) Well, it's funny because, like... I didn't pick up on her name being Emma until, like, maybe the third episode. Oh, it's probably the most British name they could have picked. And I kept on calling her uh, HKW. What is that? Hell's Kitchen Waitress. Gotcha. Okay. It is Emma. We find out that she works there now because Pacey's playing pool with Audrey and he knocks the ball off the table, which he has historically done on this show. And there's Emma. And he's like, listen, this is my girlfriend. She can attest to my good character. I'd be a great roommate. And Audrey's like, I'm not going to tell her that because this bitch is hot. And Emma's like, oh, thank you, girl. I appreciate it. And Pacey's like, oh, hold on. Here's Jack. He's gay. And Emma's like, he doesn't look very gay. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Apparently there's a look. But he's not. And they're not getting the apartment. Moving along. 
So Joey finally shows up. Dawson's still not there. And Audrey says something about um, Oscar dipping out from L.A. Before before then, Pacey and Joey have a conversation about Audrey at the jukebox where Pacey's kind of like, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Ho- Hollywood Audrey's a little bit exhausting. I love the girl to death, but Jesus Christ. And Joey's he's like, like... He's like, we just need to... He's like, I need to get some rest. And Joey's like, I get it, man. Trust me, I live with her. I get it. But if you break her heart, I will break your fucking face. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And then we get to what you're talking about. We'll talk about Oliver. Audrey's like, she's like, yeah, that Oscar is kind of uh, a little nutty. She's like, she le- he left a, a note on Dawson's pillow saying, like, he'll see him in hell. And then he just left. Yeah, he did not like L.A., so he got the fuck out of there. Yeah, he kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Dawson. <laughs> Dawson comes up here, and Joey kind of reveals to the table she hasn't talked to him all summer. And they kind of do like a reveal of everyone's face, and everyone just kind of looks like, uh, that's weird. What's going on here? Like, it's interesting they showed everyone's reaction to her saying that. And she's like, all right, I gotta go, I gotta go. And she goes back to the jukebox again and check on this song that she's waiting for. And then that's when uh, Emma offers her the job, Well, basically. They, they both make fun of some drunk dickhead together. And Joey's like, yeah, I know how to do this shit. I've worked in a bar. And Emma's like, you want a job, girl? And, he's like, and Joey's like, let me think about it. I'll get back to you on that. Joey's like just turning down job offers. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's got two hanging in the air right now that she hasn't decided on. She's like, I need a job, but... I don't know. Well, Pacey knows he needs a job. And he's like, I got to go home right now. And Audrey's like, you're a fucking amateur. He's like, I'm tired as hell. And don't you have classes tomorrow? Like, don't you need, like, again, like, don't you need to go to school? And he's like, I'm rolling out. And she rolls out, too. And she's like, all right, listen. Actually, here's a surprise. I got a key to the swankiest hotel in Boston for last night. And he's like, pshh. Girl, what classes do you have to take tomorrow? I don't know nothing about it. Let's go. Yeah, he's like, he's like, let's go get some sleep. So we get back inside and we're down to Joey, Jen, and Jack, Triple J. And they're talking about these job prospects. And both these two are like, well, listen, girl, it's Joey Potter. You do the same thing. You're going to take that fucking research job, right? And she's like, what do you mean the Joey Potter thing? Yeah, she's trying to do like basically the opposite of everything she's ever done. And they're like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever. We're going to roll out. And she's like, I'm going to wait for Dawson. And Jen's like, oh, that's super cute of you. Like, so cute. And they roll out. And so Joey waits for a while, checking her watch, just waiting and waiting and waiting. I don't think her song has even fucking come on yet still. She's waiting for this song. She gets up to leave. No, it doesn't, it doesn't come on until like halfway through her and Dawson chilling. She gets up to leave and she's across the street already when Dawson gets out of a cab and is like, Joey, Joey, baby, baby, baby. And she turns around and they go back into the bar and they're having a she's grand. Like, she's like, he's, he's like, hey, are you, are you leaving? She's like, no, I was just uh, walking outside for no fucking reason. Of course I'm leaving, you dumbass. Yeah, I was going to smoke a cigarette across the street. I was walking my invisible dog. I had some trash to throw away, and there was no garbage cans inside of this bar. So I decided to walk across the street, throw it on the ground. Well, they go inside, and they talk about like how he's working on this horror movie with Todd. And they sort out like it's not a big deal that they didn't talk all summer. like Because he was busy, and they both and like, he's just all felt like, good. He's like, Joey... If I didn't tell you before, you look fucking great. And I just want to say, that's going to be something you're going to hear a lot more. You look 
fucking great. He did. He came back and he was just like, girl, you looking good. And she almost kind of like blushes. And he's like, and you know what? I'm going to say it all the time now. And she's like, and then she's all like, oh, shit, my song. Oh, she was loving it. Um, well, they keep talking a little bit more before the song comes out. And we establish there's some things I want to point out here because she's talking about the song and she's talking about how it was some the first time that he held her hand in the rain after the movie. Clueless yeah, they were like shit. in like like grade school it was like seventh grade or something like that. And he took her hand and ran across the street in the rain or whatever. And then they got into his mom's van and the song that she requested was playing on the radio. So he's going to like say something to her. Dude, how here. does you, how does one even remember that? I remember a lot of shit like that. I don't remember anything. So how do you not remember shit like that is the question. I block it all out for useless information like football and movies and Nicolas Cage and Uh, why can't why not just keep all of it baby keep it all anyway let's not go down that path I got I got like it's like a you got more than you think you have all right it's like a gig thing well Dawson during it's not like that at all so at some point (laughs) um it seems like Dawson's trying to tell Joey something like but hold on here's this piece of information it's real subtle right here but she cuts them off and that's when they get up and they go dance because the song comes on and they're slow dancing. They're looking in each other's eyes. It's getting real sexual, but nothing, no kissing, no nothing. But they head back to her room now. And she's like, well, he walks her home. <clears throat> well, yeah. And she's all like, oh, do you want to come in for like coffee? No, and he's all no, like, no, no, no. oh, I could use some coffee. Oh, no, no, no. It's even more blatant than that. Like, you're going with a cover-up. It was basically like, she. he's like, I should get going. And she's like, oh, you can stay if you want. Pace, or Audrey is out with Pacey all night long. Oh, yeah. She's all like. There's not even anything about like, coffee. Yeah, there ain't going to be nobody here. So we can. Uh. She didn't invite him. She says, like, he'll be good so you can, like, stay in her bed is what she says. But then as soon as he comes in, she goes into the bathroom to, like, get ready for bed. And you can just feel like, oh, wait, hold on a second. Is this going to, are Dustin and Joey about to fuck right now? Like, did we get there? Is this what's happening? And well, they, he gives her that, like, that birthday gift for her. Hold on. It's like this. It strikes midnight. Okay, it's midnight. So it just, or he turns it ahead to midnight. So it just becomes Joey's birthday. And she's like, you're the only one that remembered. I'm like, bitch, it's not even your birthday yet. If he just had to turn it ahead to midnight, it's literally not your birthday. So how could no one have remembered if it hasn't happened yet? But he gives her a snow globe from Hollywood. Yeah. And she yeah, is. Yeah. And she's all like, oh, I love it. And oh, then, she's as wet as the inside of that snow globe. And then it was so funny because I was like, oh, they're making out. And I was like, they're definitely going to fuck well this song comes on and the song the lyrics are just fill me up over and over and over again the woman singing the song just keeps saying fill me up fill me up fill me up oh oh fill me up and i'm like they have to fuck if they aren't going to show us because they leave it a quote-unquote cliffhanger as to whether or not they fuck but when they're in bed together making that hardcore and the song just keeps saying fill me up what am i supposed to think well, that's when we cut to episode two. The song remains the same. And let's keep that was weird. 
it was the perfect. song remains the same. It's perfect. We've said it enough times already. That was a once in a lifetime moment that just passes by, and you sang it, and it's done now. Well, let's keep talking about jo- Dawson and Joey. Is this the next morning? And there's clothes all over the floor. That fill, oh, yeah, that fill me up. Like... The fill me up song is still playing. Oh really? That's the same <laughs> like, song. That's what I was like. I was like, oh yep, they definitely fuck. Well, they fuck again in the morning too. They have a morning bone from the way the timeline looks to me. So they just keep filling. Oh, yeah. They just keep filling it up. Yeah, so I was just on loop all night. But then after the last fill up, he they fall asleep and he wakes up, he leaves a note, says went to- He goes to get quote unquote breakfast and coffee. For all we which know Which we find out later. Well, for all is we know code. For all we know right well, now he, did. he technically did get those things, but he also did something else along the way. Well, she does a very Joey thing right here to start the episode. And let's think about how apt the title is here of the song remaining the same, obviously. She goes, we should really stop and think about this. And he just kisses her like, no, girl, we're not going to stop and think about this. Because that's what's been wrong about our shit for the last He's like, four years. He's like, don't overanalyze. He's like, don't think about it. Just do. Well, he comes in or she like there's just chilling around. Uh later and he comes like i gotta go to work but i want to meet up for dinner later i just had the most incredible night of my life girl um and he's about to tell her something again just like in the last episode he's like i'm the verge of being like joey i got this thing to say but Todd oh yeah he's definitely was gonna tell her that's twice now that and again joey's done the same thing in the past she's been guilty of the i almost told you they all have really probably at some point but it's very familiar territory that they're treading here. We find out Dawson later is he's with Todd and Todd's like, Oh, you stayed with someone last night, huh? I need some details. And Dawson's like, no, nah, man, I can need details. I'm not going to jinx this motherfucking thing. Let's go to this location. So they roll out. Joey shows up. And, oh, and just so you know, Todd is Satan in Dawson's phone. Oh yes, he is. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, I specifically wrote that down. Well, speaking of Satan, Joey shows up at hell's kitchen and who should walk in behind her but Eddie from English class. And he bumps into yeah. her and he's like being a dick to her. And he ends up like apologizing for bumping into her. But he's basically like, yeah, you're kind of dumb and you should have read the book, idiot. And Joey's like, shit, all right. And Emma comes up. Yo, girl, you're here for the job. She was like, yeah, I'm here for the job. But who's this fucking dick over here? And Emma's like, oh, she's that's like, Eddie. Yeah. She's like, does that asshole come in here often? And she's like, yeah, only when he's working. Yeah, he's a bartender. So and Joey's like, son of a bitch. It's like, fuck, I hate everyone. Next, we see Joey walking around by what appears to be an abandoned warehouse. Like, where the fuck is she at? Well, she's outside of a set. Well, yeah, she's like, I am not where here is. And then Dawson <laughs> walks out of this, like, creepy looking building. He's like, hey, what's up? We're inside. Yeah, so he takes her inside to show her what they've built there, which is just a replica of his house. Yeah, which is awesome. It's pretty cool, uh, except for the fact that. They go upstairs to check out his bedroom. Classic, back in the bedroom, but it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Apparently, they were having budget problems at the moment. But this is when Todd comes in and he sees Joe and he's like, ooh, Leary's got a bird. And, of course, he's being creepy. So Dawson goes down there and he's like, listen. Todd's a creepy guy. He's like, listen, motherfucker. I got to go do some things right now. I will pick you up at this time tomorrow or meet you at this time tomorrow, whatever. I got it. I got it. Shut the fuck up, Todd. Stop being creepy. I got to go. Yeah. So he grabs Joe and he's like, I want to go out to dinner right now. But first, let's go out onto my fake front porch and have a sexy candlelit drink that I stole from a gift basket. 
Yeah, and Joey's like, uh, isn't Satan going to notice this? And Dawson's like, nah, man, he gets like a million of these things. He doesn't even know he has this one, and he won't even miss it. Yeah. Would he be pissed if he caught me right now? Probably, because he's a dick. But he's well, not- he'd only be mad for like five minutes. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. So they toast to her 19th birthday, and they go back to her room later, and we find out he's got to leave tomorrow, but he'll be back in two weeks, so we can keep this thing going, and his phone starts ringing while they're making out, and he's not answering, but it starts ringing again, and he's just not going to answer, and Joey's like, who the fuck is calling you? And she grabs his phone, and she, like, looks at it, and she's like, who's calling you? And he's like, uh, well, Joey, I got something I got to tell you. This is girl... I've been fucking back in L.A. Yeah. And then Audrey bursts through the door. Surprise birthday party for Joey. Everyone remembered at the appropriate time because it wasn't before midnight on the day of her birthday. Yeah, it wasn't before her birthday. I just, I can't believe that comment. Because I think Dawson even made a comment when he was like doing the fucking front porch thing earlier. Like, yeah, the only one who remembers your birthday. I'm like, it is still like the day of her birthday. It's not over yet. What are you doing? Her birthday is... Is that day. But anyway, it's a surprise. They drag him in. And they're opening presents. And Jen is like, Joey, is something wrong with you right now? And Joey's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. And then, like, she follows Dawson into the bathroom. Oh, and no. They argue. Oh, no. She dragged him into the bathroom. She got up and literally pulled him in there. She didn't oh, follow I... him. Oh, yeah. It was weird. And they are yelling at each other. She doesn't care. Like, old Joey Potter would never make a spectacle like this out of her life. Maybe once before this has happened, but it got reined in. Like, the scene that got made at prom with her and Macy. that was rough. Yeah, but it wasn't this. That was him making the scene. This is her making the scene. I guess it is with friends. It's not a big group of strangers, essentially. That's why I think this is less rough. But she still... No, I'm not saying this felt awkward, but it was just felt very unnatural for her to be yelling, especially what she was yelling. You have a girlfriend. I slept with you last night. And you have a girlfriend. This is the first anyone out there is hearing about those two sleeping together. Yeah. This is the dropping of that bomber right yeah, here. She's all like, she's all like, you cheated on your girlfriend with me. What the fuck? And then she pulls him back out and she goes, anyone here who thinks that this motherfucker should have told me he had a girlfriend before he fucked me, why don't you raise your hand? He's all like, he's all like, girl, what do you think I was doing this morning? Audrey? I was breaking up with her and then she's calling me freaking out. No, what I loved before that was before they have their conversation about this is when she asked that question, Jen and Audrey raised their hands. Jack goes, I think we should all just take a breather. And, Pace, <laughs> and Pacey goes, I think we should all just leave. And then everyone yeah. just gets up and leaves. And I was like, okay, that, yep, that's how that should have played out. Get the fuck out of there and let them talk. Yup. We don't really, like, they do, they argue about it, and basically it comes down to, he still kind of, like, resents her for breaking his heart, and he's like, but you still just want a fantasy that doesn't exist. And is this how you really want things to end right here, right now, between us? And she doesn't say anything, she doesn't answer. Well, because Dawson's all like, he's like, dude, he's like, I know what I want, I want you. He's like, am I just not gonna see anybody else because we're not together? No. But once this happened, it happened. Like, he's like, I'm not going to throw it away. He's like, you got to decide if you want it, if you don't want it. 
And she's just like, that's not how it works. It has to be perfect, picture perfect, or else I don't want it. Ah. I don't... I think what she means is not like picture perfect for every relationship, but her and Dawson, in her mind, can't happen because what she wanted for so long is always going to mess up the reality. Like, she can't get past it. She's kind of acknowledging almost a fault in herself in saying... I can't get over what I wanted, and we can't do that, so I just think it's better if we stay friends and not lovers. Yeah, but you know that she's going to immediately regret this. We'll see. We don't get enough distance between the two things, and she's got enough other things going on in her life. We'll see how this plays out. Um, And then, I I mean, like, I even wrote down additional notes for this, because this was, like, huge for me. I was like, dude... I don't think Joey should be sad. She is the winner, right? Like, I don't know. I know that's the wrong probably word, but like Dawson wants to be with her, not with LA Floozy. And Joey, um, I was like, one, I think it's kind of, it's classic Joey where she's just leaping before she looks but i think that's the point i think that's the point though it's why the episode is called the song remains the same it's why she specifically says quote we're doing this this is what we always do like i think the point is when it comes to dawson she doesn't know how to do any differently because we see that she has grown and become more adventurous and willing to take risks in other avenues of her life i think more importantly Joey is fucking with my fantasy of a fucking wedding finale. You said you'd be satisfied with any wedding. So how do you, I or want do you think that if it's my not- fantasy, just like Joey wants her fantasy, I want it to go the exact way I want it. Now, do I think that's going to happen? 100% the exact way. I envision it. No, I do not think that's going to happen because the exact way I envision it means you're bringing back people they probably don't want to bring back. And that's just a fact, Jack. Well, she ends up saying maybe there's nothing here worth saving. Maybe last night was two old friends making a huge mistake. And that's the one that fucking crushes him and he just leaves. And and that's, I think she, or like he's well in with his right of just being like, well, then fuck you, like, and just leaving. Because, like, I just think that's a... I think it's a terrible mistake on her part, and she's acting more on the emotion of being angry right now and not thinking about it. Dawson did a shitty thing here, no matter which way you slice it. I see why she's not happy about it. You're going to try and equivocate, and that's fine, but he he cheated on someone. he, He did a shitty thing, but it's, like... It's his soulmate. But she doesn't she doesn't want him if he's doing it that way. That's what she says. Like, if this is how it's going to yeah, happen, he's, this is ruined for me. This is tainted. Here's my point. Here's my, Let me break it down to this. In Joey's mind, how she's viewing the her and Dawson relationship. And let me break it down. We this. don't now, even necessarily know how serious those two were. We don't. Right? But the fact that he was with someone enough that he felt like he needed to tell her and obviously should have told her and he knew it. We've been down this path before. He knew what yeah, he, he needed to say. He tried to tell her at least a few times. Didn't try hard enough. He didn't succeed in doing it. He could have done it at any time. He could have found the time to make that happen if he wanted to, but he didn't. How serious or not they were is irrelevant if he thought that he needed to say something. But 
Let me break it down this way. This is how Joey's looking at the relationship with Dawson. And I'm going to break it down Snapchat style. And you go with your beverage. You got a nice glass of grape drink that you've stirred up, right? Now let's say you knew that someone put an eyedropper full of piss in there. Would you want that glass of grape drink that you stirred up? Or would you pour it no, out? No, just get another one. Would you pour it out and get another one? Exactly. The Dawson relationship is grape drink with an eyedropper full of piss in it, man. She can't look at it or drink it the same way ever again. So now. what? She's got to not go through it and get a different. I mean, like, if get a Dawson new glass. is the one and only. How do you know that he is, though? That's, again, what you want. That's what she's been portraying for five fucking seasons. She wanted the picture perfect fantasy, which doesn't exist anymore fucking never existed exactly that's exactly the point that she's got to come to terms with you just nailed it on the head she's got to come to terms with she's making an awful mistake because she's getting it thrown into her fucking lap yes there's a shitty little caveat but in the long term of their full relationship they can be like no we've been friends ever since we were old enough to walk all right can i be real with you and this has no bearing on how this plays out in the end. I just straight up don't fucking like Dawson and Joey together. I think they have awful relationship chemistry. And I hate them on screen together. It's not believable. I hate it. Well, I just don't think they have a ton of chemistry. I just, right? That's why like I have a hard time. Wa- like why you. Ro- that's exactly it. So I have a hard time rooting but for the that. The story is. Fuck the story. No, nah, I mean, like, hey, as soon as this show's over and. If I don't get a satisfactory ending, you're gonna do what? Drop of the hammer. On what? Never watch it again. I can't imagine you'll watch it ever again anyway. Yeah, I probably won't. But. I don't know if I will either, honestly. I, this, it's, it's fine. Why? Right, let's move on from Dawson and Joey. It got heated again. It's been a while since the Dawson and Joey topic got heated. So Jen and Grams are chilling in a park or somewhere. I don't know exactly where they're at. Uh, looked like a cafe, I think, because there was like. A bunch of people sitting in like chairs and little table, like little round tables, like like maybe an outdoor restaurant. Well, Jen is basically like, listen, you're getting way too into cliff shit. Fuck the patriarchy. Damn the man. Blah, blah, blah. But Graham's just spying this dude, spying and listening in on them. Yeah, Supernatural. Oh, is that where he's from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Pre-Supernatural? Yeah. yeah, it has to be. He looks super young. Well, he's like, Grams is like, you who, young boy, because she's good at calling over young boys. And he's like, Jen, I, I recognize, well, he didn't say Jen. He's like, I recognize your voice, I think is what it is. And Grams is like, oh, Grams is like, oh, yeah, she was on the radio. Let me just give it. Because Jen is like, don't tell this motherfucker thing about me. But Grams is just like, yeah, this is her. It's like, yeah, she she uh, had a radio show. No, and... he's like, did you get fired? And she's like, no, had artistic differences with yeah. management. And Grams is like, perfect. Do you want to come over here and join us? Do you want to come sit with us now? And Jen is just like, you bitch. Get this dude away from my fucking table. But suddenly Grams is gone and it's just her and the eavesdropper talking. Did you catch his name at all? No, I just wrote Supernatural. I called him the eavesdropper because I didn't know about Supernatural. We'll keep calling him Supernatural. Supernatural invites Jen to this like counselor session and she thinks it's religious and and she's like no i'm not interested and he's like no 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 like you can help people like talk about shit i don't even know if she thinks it's a religious thing she just walks in and it's like all hokey no when he's explaining it to her like like trying to get her to go there she she's like nah i don't need help i don't need religion and he's like no 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 i think you could help people well that's what i'm saying i don't think it was about she just started 
started stuttering about religion for some reason. Like, all he said was it's the stand peer counseling group. And she just started going on about religion. And he's like, just show up and fucking see what's good. And she does show up. And she's like, this is some hokey-ass, hippie-ass bullshit. I'm not interested in this, so I'm going to get the fuck out of here. She's like, I don't want people hugging me. But he catches her on the way out. He's like, oh, good. I was late, too. So you're late, too. Let's go in. She's like, oh, no. I was in there. I can't go back in there. And he's like, oh. She's like, yeah, I can't do this. Well, he's like, she's like, I'm not much of a joiner. And he's like, well, why'd you show up then? She's like, is that not obvious? Like, I'm trying to suck your dick, dude. Like, anything's going on. I mean, I made a promise I would make friends with people this year. And I would not be. Yeah, a, yeah. I wouldn't she be fake. She totally just wants to bang supernatural. Well, she's like, I, but she's like, I she promise to float above the covers. But she did say, I promise I wouldn't be fake with anyone about myself. So I'm not going to pretend to be into this peer counseling bullshit if I'm not into it. So uh, I'm going to roll. And he's like, listen, girl, no matter what happens this year, one thing happens. And that is, you change your mind about yourself. So he leaves her with a little fucking thinker that you know, Jen's. They don't introduce supernatural for no reason. No, yeah, Supernatural's definitely going to be getting the get down with Jen, JL. But that's where we leave that. And this is where we pick back up on the Pacey, Audrey, and eventually little Jack and Emma storyline. And this is an episode that does pick up the morning after the last one, obviously, because it's Pacey and Audrey in that swanky-ass hotel. And she's trying to order room service, and he's trying to get ready for the interview we were hearing about. Yeah, and she's all like... Or he's all like, dude, I got to go to this interview. Like, you need to get ready for school. What the fuck? Let's do this. And he rolls out before she does anything. And she just picks up the phone again and orders room service. He goes to yep. his he goes to his interview, which apparently isn't really an interview. But it's just a bunch of people sitting around the table that are on this team. And the dude, Rich Rinaldi, who this is the third person who was on the show Twin Peaks to be on Dawson's Creek. Miss Kennedy, the teacher we talked about earlier, who fucked Mitch, the film teacher, she was on Dawson's Creek. Audrey Horn, or Audrey Horn, her real name is, uh, why am I blanking? Sherilyn Fenn was Alex last season, the restaurant yeah, manager. Yeah, you mentioned that. And then Bobby is Rich Rinaldi. And I can't remember his real name right now. Is that the guy that calls Pacey's suit gay? Yes! He calls his suit gay here. And then in another episode, I think it might be later in this one, Audrey makes a comment about how being cleanly is a gay trait. And I'm like, what is this season doing with the gay stereotypes? It's the third time, the third different time they've done it. And there's another point where Rich says Pacey looks like a pansy in his suit. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it was pretty weird. But anyway, Pacey is cooking dinner later and he's talking to Audrey and that's where we find out she didn't go to class again. So that comes up again in this episode. So yeah, what the fuck is Audrey not going to class for? Does she just like fuck this shit? Like You know we're going to get to she it. Have no plan. Let's save it for your predictions later cuz you know it's going to like you said how can it not come up in the next three episodes? So keep that in your prediction pocket. Wait till you hear these episode titles. Well, it turns out Jack's been out looking for a place for him and Pacey all day long. No luck. Pacey's like, I got a lead on this place. Because he's been inspired by this stock sales trading job that he's just gotten. And he's going to go back and he's going to talk to Emma and he's going to try to pitch her on this. He's going to win her over no matter what. So he has Audrey call up and set up the meeting. So they show up later and Emma's like, uh, no. Nope. I didn't know it was you guys. Close the door. Get the fuck out of here. Pacey's like, I'm going to give you this pitch. Let's do this. But then the couple that she'd mentioned the day before shows up coming downstairs. Now they're looking at it and they're like, we'll take it. Yeah. And then so Jack's talking to the lesbian couple and he says there's like mice or something like that. And the lesbian couple is just like, ah, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they're like, they just dip. And the whole time that that's been going on, Pacey's been pitching 
Emma on why it'd be good to let them move in. And part of it's like, I'll cook every night. Audrey's sitting there listening, and she's like, it's like another Alex situation. God damn it, this bitch is trying to fuck me over right now. God damn it. Yeah, she's all like, she's all like, she's all like, Hell's Kitchen waitress is trying to fuck Pacey. God damn it. And I'm like, dude, she hates Pacey. Well, and, well, that's where Audrey and Jack are talking about it. And Audrey's like, yeah, that's why I don't trust her. She hates him too much. She's overcompensating. And I'm like, I don't get that vibe, but let's see how the story goes. Yeah. I feel like his job is going to be more of a problem moving forward than Emma is from what oh, they've yeah. shown us here. So at this point, we... Either that or that's why she's not going to school, because she's all like, I know Pacey's going to take care of me. Well, at this point, we cut to a point where everyone's at the bar earlier, chilling or whatever, and Emma comes over and drops off some drinks. But while before she does that, Jen has a little line she says here, because they're talking about Dawson and Joey's relationship, and how it's not a healthy thing, in most of their opinions. Yeah. And Jen's like... I don't have an opinion. I am just the roadkill on the Dawson and Joey highway. And I was like, that is a fucking very, I think, adequate way of putting that. Yeah. Because so. in that group, they are the mythical soulmate fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what I'm saying. It's not just me who wants it to happen, right? Like, even... They all say it's not a healthy relationship. So I think by saying wants it to happen, that's extremely misleading. I'm not necessarily saying wants it. I guess... Okay, so what I mean is all of them know that's, like, the couple, right? I think that's, that's I'm wrong. Like, it's been set up like that. No, I... I think they're the couple that the drama's based around and not the couple that necessarily ends up together. I think that's where you're misreading it. Your expectation. I mean, like, like I've said before, I'm all down. Like, if we instead get a Pacey Audrey wedding, like, I'm in for that. But also, you're so quick to just admit, there's a whole fucking final season plus a series oh, finale to happen. Like, you're so quick to just be like, oh, God, is this wedding not going to happen now? Every no, I got I got Every time I have to, I have every to every time. Back. That's fine. I guess I need to get over the fact that you just can't get over these things. Yeah, you can't control what I do. Jack ends up flagging down Emma. He's like, "What up, girl? I'm trying to sell you again." And she's like, "Just shut the fuck up. Here's the keys. You guys can move in." I just didn't want to give Pacey the satisfaction of getting the yes from me, and I'm sitting there thinking she does want to fuck Pacey, doesn't she? That reaction right there, like, I didn't want to give him the victory, is almost, like, I guess that's just the way I'm reading it from from the way the show is written. And I could be I could be way off, though. I don't feel like Pacey would be into her. I don't think Pacey would be into her while he's dating Audrey. I think he could pretty much be into anyone who was a good person if he wasn't dating someone not that we know if emma's a good person or not yet but just from gut reaction she seems to be pretty good but no i'm not saying that's what it's leaning toward it just kind of felt like it there and that's where we'll leave off there but we're going to keep talking about pacey as we head into episode three the importance of not being earnest and he's he's living with emma and jack now they're all chilling it seems like there's a good dynamic there because they're kind of ribbing him as he comes down in his tie going to work for the day like it seems like they kind of got a good situation he walks into this office and i think he's late which in the stock trading world means he's very late and rinaldi's like where the no, fuck have you been like he's on time or early and and they're like oh i thought he was like, running late that morning no it looked like it from the way he made it sound like he was like just getting there like if he's late he's like 
within two minutes late. But as they establish here, he's in a cutthroat world where being on time is being late. You need to be there early if you want to get on top of the game. I'm saying that's the world he's walking into. I understand that. I think that's fucking stupid. If 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 you tell me to be there at eight thirty, but I'm supposed to be there at eight fifteen, then just tell me to be there at eight fucking fifteen. I think it's more about showing initiative and doing free work than it is anything else. Yeah, I'm not working for free. Then you're not going to make it as a stock trader. That, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the world he's walked into. No, yeah, I understand it. I just, I'm. That's just me. <laughs> so he's like, okay, here's this stack of the hardest cold calls in the fucking office. You'll never land any of this shit. He's like, is this some sort of punishment? And dude's like, nah, man, we just don't have enough desks for y'all motherfuckers. So like, again, just clearly establishing, like, I don't care about you and whether you work here or not. It doesn't matter to yeah. me. But then. He contradictorily, like, kind of takes him underneath his wing, gives him a pep talk. I think he can sm- He's a good salesman, obviously. And on top of that, a sleazeball who knows how to make it in this world, right? So yeah. he can smell the inherent talent. Just like, because Audrey had said a couple times, or Pacey had said that Audrey's dad had said that he's a natural hustler. This is a gig for him. So Audrey's dad could smell it on Pacey. This guy can smell it on him just the same. He's like, this motherfucker's got talent, but I'm going to have to treat him the same way I got treated to get him up the ranks and also benefit myself. So, yeah, you're right. He kind of takes him under his wing, but it's because he can tell this dude's got talent. As he's watching him sit there sell, he's like, you don't want to make him feel like a pretty girl out on a date. You want to make him feel like an idiot because they're not listening to your fucking financial prowess. Also, come with me off campus real quick. We got to go run an errand. And he's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Where are we going? So they had to be a BMW dealership where dude's grabbing his new BMW and making fun of Pacey's Mustang, making fun of Pacey's fucking suit, making fun of Pacey's goatee, which we haven't mentioned yet, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I disagree with the goatee. I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it, but I also disagree it with the goatee. It does not look very good. No, no, it's not a good look, but he's committing to it. It's been three episodes of Goatee. I don't remember how long it goes for, but I have a feeling it's going to go pretty quick. It didn't look like... It didn't look like it wasn't like all there or anything. It just didn't look good. No, some people just don't look good with facial hair or certain kinds of facial hair. And let's just say Joshua Jackson, at least at this point in his life, because that's also a factor too, age and facial hair, didn't look good with a goatee. He was probably 21 or 22 at this point. Not a good age for a goatee. I can attest to that. How long did I have just a chin goatee? The worst offensive goatee of all time. That's a bad goatee. Don't tell I could grow, man. I couldn't grow a mustache, and I wasn't going to grow a chin strap. So I settled for the chin goatee. Yeah, I like shouldn't have done stop it. growing facial hair. Yeah, well, I'm fucking old now, and I'm in the same boat. But back then was a different story. All of this to say... Joshua Jackson shaved the goatee. Good job. So anyway, Pacey's got some shit to think about. He goes back to the office and he closes one of the hardest people in that thing to close. The hardest. The hardest. And he goes and brags to Rinaldi. And he's on this high. You can tell he's like ranting and raving and he's loving it. And Rinaldi's just sitting there going, I can't fucking believe this shit. How did he do that? Because this is supposed to be a way to embarrass these new motherfuckers. No one is yeah. going to land these people. There's no, there's no way... And he even tells him so because he's later out there. He's trying to sell some more and he's failing. And Rinaldi's like, yeah, one hit wonder. And Pacey's like, yeah, you wish, pal. And Rinaldi's like, here's a dollar and quarters. Go buy yourself a lunch. But don't let anyone see I gave you a dollar because they might think I'm soft. This motherfucker. This scumbag S-A-W-F-T. bitch. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. 
well, Pacey goes to grab that lunch and overhears everyone else saying, did you hear about that Rinaldi cat, dude? He closed Topper, the best motherfucker out there. And Pacey's like, excuse me? Yeah. And uh, so then, like, Pacey confronts him and fucking, like, tells, like, says, like, what the fuck? And then dude's like, dude, what do you expect, man? He's like, this is exactly how I made it, too. Yeah. He's- I- <laughs> he's like that means you can be me that's what i'm saying he he leaves on the line I you think. gotta pass the test bro you gotta ta- you he's like you can't even legally do this and say so he literally has to take a series seven still <laughs> he's like he's like you're dumb bro but he clo- like, but he closes with the line you wish you were this good and that's why you even bother trying and i'm like pacey is gonna go hook line and sinker down this fucking stock trader world or stock seller world isn't he like He's going to figure out what this is all about. Because I don't really remember. There's so much of what's fucking uh, laid out here in these episodes that I'm like, I don't remember how this plays out exactly. It's interesting because it could very well go down that road. So he shows up at Hell's Kitchen and Jen is there. and The whole crew's there. But she's like, good evening, Mr. Witter. We're not drinking, we swear. And it's just like, Jen's just having fun, kicking back, cracking wise. And Pacey is not, though. He's like, Audrey, I need to go grab some air right now. Can you come with me? And he tells her what happens. And he's like, listen, here's what it comes down to. I'm going to go back. I'm going to conquer this shit. And what it boils down to is I don't just need money. I need fucking respect, too. And Audrey's like, I respect you. And he's like, no. He's like, he's like, I, I know. He's like, I know. I respect you, too. And he's all like, he's like, well, I need, I need some work respect. I need world respect. I need motherfuckers to know when I walk down the street that I'm a person of fucking i don't know what but they know that i'm full of something <laughs> fill it up fill it up so the next morning back at the place we're just going to touch on jack and emma real quick because this is how we first saw pacing the episode was coming down like rushing to get to the office but he's already gone this time and apparently he's already left at the crack of dawn to get to the office he's the first one in the office getting down to work and when Rinaldi shows up and sees him, Pacey just has this big old smile on his face like, bitch, I'm going to beat you at this game. I'm better at this than you, even though this dude well, is- He doesn't need to beat him. No. He just needs to take his fucking Series 7. And he needs to learn whatever lessons he needs to learn to survive this world and then move away from a guy like Rinaldi. Because you don't beat a yeah. scumbag like Rinaldi unless you are a scumbag like Rinaldi. And I think Pacey recognizes, like, some battles, well, maybe not, it's Pacey there's some battles you can't win he might think that you should at least try to win all battles like you know he needs to get smarter with age he's had a few of those like i'm going for the top and it like his last job the way he went out in such grand fashion fucked him too that's how he ended up in this position right now well like audrey did say at one point though she was like there are a million restaurants you said the same thing there are a million restaurants you go get a job at but he's like i don't i wanted something better I want to. I wanted that big, big. Money. He wants to. He want. Yeah. He wants like, big money. He wants to be able to buy a BMW. Like he wants to make seven figures a year. Like that's to him what is going to get real world respect. And I understand why he thinks that. But we'll see if he finds out whether or not that's good for him. If it's worth it. Because Pacey's not that kind of a person. He's not a cutthroat scumbag no, like he's that. He's not like that. Even though he can hustle, he's not like that. He's You can be a hustler then, and not a scumbag, and that's not the world. lose Audrey throughout that pursuit? Well, let's talk about Audrey. Because she's hanging out with Jen and Jack all day long. Again, skipping classes, but going to other people's classes. Yeah, going, like... If you're gonna go to class, just go to your own fucking class. But this is a history of pop culture class, so like, yeah, not, yeah, not I mean, that, that. Well, then takes take fun classes. 
I when I feel like for right now, unless you want to get into one of your predictions, I'm not going to analyze because I don't remember what Audrey is or isn't doing here. And this is as a person who did the same thing she's doing right now. Well, minus going to other people's classes, but just not going to classes. So I'm not going to sit here and judge. Because I don't know what the reasoning is going to be in the end, whether it's good or bad. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, and that's and that's fine. I got but questions. I and I'm going to leave that to you. Is all I'm saying because I don't know. But we find out very clearly that Jack wants to suck upon the penis of this Professor Pop because he's up there and Jack is staring at him. He fit, picks the perfect seat to get the right angle to look at him to take these perfectly attentive notes and he's just like oh yeah and here's about this yeah, movie Jack showing is real later. creepy in this episode well there's this movie showing he is actually and they show up at this movie showing and jack splits off from the girls and he goes up to the professor and he introduces himself and the professor doesn't really remember he's like sorry jack that class is massive it's hard to keep people straight uh, uh, he didn't say it like that, but in my mind, I'm like, oh boy, they wrote that yeah, on purpose. And, well, and then he picks up real quick on the fact that like Jack's like fucking hitting on him, and he's like, he's yeah. like, are you asking me about this, or he's like, are you like hitting on me? Well, it's after, and then it's Jack's after- like, oh, 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 like stumbles back on his words, and the teacher's like, yeah, I'm walking this way, and then walks with Jack away from the place, and I was like, what the fuck just happened well they like jack came out after the movie and he's like your class is the only thing i care about right now i fucked my life up i want to know if there's a way i could get more involved and that's when the teacher's like what are we talking about here because jack had sent the girls away to get the car too so like he's just being super weird everything's super weird about it and him and emma end up talking about it that morning when pacey's already gone and emma's like i think you want to suck this dude's dick dude like I think you just need to own up to that. But as far as Jack knows, he's straight. So he's setting himself up for a very bad situation. Yeah, I feel like that guy's probably not straight. But he at least has a wife. So that doesn't... It's at least complicated. Yeah. Well, he says he has a wife. Uh, I don't think they're going to pull the Wilder trick again. I'm just saying. (laughs) They've already fucking done it once. It's it's, it's true, but this isn't Worthington either. This is Boston Bay College. It's a different set of people. Either way. Yeah, maybe him and Wilder are friends, and they just pull this fucking ruse on people where they're just like, oh, yeah, my wife. Let's talk about the really big thing that happens in this episode, and that's fucking Joey sending an email to the entire student body that is just her spilling her guts to Dawson. Yeah, so this whole opening of the of episode three starts with Joey sitting at the computer, like trying to write this fucking email to Dawson, and Audrey comes over and is just like, uh, you just have to like be you. And just, like, spill your fucking guts out. It's no, an email. What, no, what Audrey says is, I think this is a stupid fucking idea and you shouldn't do it at all. But if you are going to do it, just say all the things you want to say. So there's that caveat of, I don't think you should do this at all, that she leads it with. But Joey's like, fuck it, I got to do it. She gets it done. Takes her hours and hours to write it, apparently. Just hours. And she hits send. Doesn't know it at all until the next morning. She gets up and sees an inbox full of re the incident, which is what she titled this email. She sent an email to Dawson about that situation and just called it the incident. 
I don't know what's a better title, but I feel like that's a bad one. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's even referring it to the incident. It was like, an incident. It was. I'm not going to deny it was an incident. I just think it's not a very tactful email title. No, I just, I feel like, I feel like she came off a lot angrier. And then this episode, she doesn't seem as angry right off the bat, right? Like, she's kind of calmed down and rethought herself. We're going to find out, but I still don't think that means she thinks that her and Dawson are supposed to be together right now or ever. Again, speculation on my part. I don't remember how this plays out on this season. I'm just saying... She doesn't have to be less angry and also wrong. I just think it was a pretty fun way to set up this episode, too, though. It was, because she walks into fucking Professor Hudson, dickhead's class, and everyone's giving her the eye. And he happens to have printed that email out, reads it to the whole class, critiques her style, and everyone just kind of, like, murmurs about it in front of her. And it's like, oh, Oh, dude, that was fucking brutal. This guy does not give a shit about it at all. And Joey, after that debacle, has to go work her first shift over at Hell's Kitchen, where the first table she goes up to is talking about the incident, and she gets so pissed that they're ignoring her as they're talking about it that she runs them down, like, basically, like, fuck you, what if you were this person, blah, blah, blah. And they just kind of laugh at her again. And then Hudson, the dickhead, shows up, and Joey's like, are you kidding me? And Emma's like, oh, yeah, he comes in here all the time yeah that's pretty funny and then he's just like he's just like dude you could just fucking own it right well she goes she goes and yells at him about being a dick but he's such a good dickhead he doesn't care and he's just giving it back and he's like most people just quit by now why the fuck haven't you quit if you're not gonna quit then prove that you can be good enough to be in my class because i'm sick of your sophomore bullshit so does she purposely come in late the next time no, and that's the thing I was going to point out, but I'd forgotten to. I kind of mentioned it earlier. She's just late all the time here because she was late when she came in when he read the email, too. Or is she necessarily even late the third time? Is she just coming in with other people and he picks her, her singles she, her out? Is she coming in with other people or did she come in I by herself? I think she is. I don't remember. I thought she came in by herself. It didn't necessarily look like she was disturbing class it still felt like she was a lot later to things than she normally is in these episodes very un joey like but all right eddie comes into work after that so she's just getting hit on all sides and like he's like shit you're not even old enough to pour your old drinks and i gotta babysit your ass and she starts to like get mad about him in the email and he's like bitch i don't even give a fuck about the internet i don't even know about what stupid ass email you're talking about I got bigger concerns than you. Get out of my fucking hair. And she's like, oh, so he's basically just me. And I'm being some other turd to him right now because I've said that same shit to someone else before. (laughs) And he's so she's like, okay, all right, all right. So she goes and she drops off drinks from Eddie to Jen, Jack and Audrey, who are now hanging out at Hell's Kitchen. And Jen asks who Eddie is. And Jen is all or Joey's already like, oh, he's okay. I like that Eddie guy. And I'm like, that quickly, you went from hating this dickhead who was winking at you for showing you up in class to him yelling at you once about him not giving a fuck about you. Now you think he's okay? Okay. 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 Well, they talk at this point, too. And she goes to apologize. And he's like, don't sweat it. And that song comes on, the Clueless song from when Dawson and uh, Joey fuck or whatever. And she's like, I hate this song. No, he's like, I hate this song. She's like, me too. 
So he goes and he turns it off. And I'm like, that's some symbolism for you. If there was ever some symbolism for you. Well, fuck your symbolism. Well, I'm just saying, Eddie's turning off the song, baby. Joey, yeah, is late to class again here. I wrote it down specifically. She's late to class again. And Hudson gives her shit. But she immediately cuts his ass down and says he's a boring and bad teacher. And the first half of the class is fucking useless. And Hudson is like, oh, baby girl, I liked that, actually. That was good. And then her and Eddie lock eyes across the room and they kind of smile at each other. And that's the end of that. Until we see Dawson. Yeah, and he's all like trying to send her an email. Well, he no, let's keep in mind, he never got the one that she sent. That no, only yeah, 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 went. Yeah, 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 oh, just yeah. for our listeners, that only went to the entirety of Worthington College. Dawson never saw it. He's trying to send an email to Joey, but he has to go back to work, and that's how the episode ends. No dice on Dawson writing his, so they never. As far as we know, at this point, communicate about that at all. So talk to me about your feelings about these three episodes and however you decided to present it to us in this season six. All right. So this is season six, episode by episode breakdown. Okay, we got episode one. The kids were all right and fucking, but it was a slightly boring episode overall. It was good but slightly boring and not a lot of drama, but they really changed that up after this episode, right? So in episode two, the song remains the same. Um, yeah, it always it's always a fucking drama with these two motherfuckers. Hence, it always remains the same. This was a much better episode, and there's the apartment drama. Uh, will they or won't they get the apartment? And Dawson and Joey uh, to end the episode. Uh, also, I put, I hope Pacey doesn't try to fuck the HK waitress, a.k.a. Emma. Do you think he will? No. At least not in the next three-pack. Episode three, the importance of not being too earnest. Basically, it's American Pie. Uh, Joey has her American Pie moment when she sends her email to the entire campus. Uh, meanwhile, oh, Pacey is over at work. I didn't even go American Pie. I thought Michael Scott immediately. American Pie, there you go. Good shout. That did it first. Well, before these two, at least. Is that all you got for these right now? Yep. You want to talk about your predictions for the next three-pack? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. You want them all at once? You want them one at a time? Uh, One at a time. Episode four, Instant Karma. Instant Karma. So this is exactly what's going to happen. Joey is going to start fucking bartender, and then Dawson's going to come back, and she's going to like throw it in his face and be like, yeah, now I'm fucking this guy, so eat shit. Nah, karma. And he's going to be like, that's not how karma works. And she's going to be like, karma. I'm pretty sure that is a way that karma could work. Kind of, I guess. but Not a road we need to travel down here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, instant karma. Uh, Pacey's going to pass his Series 7. Or at least start getting all the shit he needs to to do it. Get that shit done and get some instant karma on his, uh, I don't know, work just call beef. him call him men, his mentor beef his work beef sure anyone else uh, having any instant karma audrey not going to class gonna fucking catch up with her right away for sure instant karma how do you think it catches up with her don't know find out anything else on instant karma something's gonna happen with this jack and teacher thing i don't know where it's gonna to, i don't know where this is headed well let's hear about the next episode maybe i don't know if this will help you at all but episode five the imposters the imposters so we're definitely gonna get some fake motherfuckers around here so who's being fake about what exactly i don't know but something's gonna be fake about something is that is that professor being is that is that professor being fake oh yeah dude he's definitely not 
he's definitely not married. He's definitely gay. He's definitely friends with Wilder. Definitely friends with Wilder. Yeah. They don't even teach at the same school, so I like that. Yeah, he's definitely friends because that's where they both use the the gimmick of like saying that they got a wife they get a club of dudes who all share secrets on hooking up with students yeah 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 yeah. so they're just like and it's gonna be even funnier when he's like yeah he's like this gay guy and he's like dude this chick that i almost like she almost blew me he's gonna be like man she had a gay friend i wonder if it's the same like dude and this guy's like oh it probably is he hangs with a lot of hotties i mean if you're into that sort of thing and while there's like i am uh anyone else doing any sort of impostering or getting involved in impostering or being impostered. Audrey's definitely definitely um impos- uh, like pretending to be a student of the Bay College. You think you Boston think she's Bay still College. do you think she's still going there and sitting in on classes oh, yeah, that aren't sure. hers on episode for five? Sure. Most definitely. You don't think it, but I thought you said instant karma in the next episode or the, the previous episode. Yeah, she's gonna end up getting kicked out and she's gonna have to eventually go to Boston school. So she gets kicked out in instant karma and she's fake taking Boston Bay Colleges and the imposters? Until she starts going to school. I don't know. I'm just spitting some shit. I'm just I know what you spit. I'm just trying to connect things here and see if you <sighs> They're run very with that. loosely connected. Any other impostering? No. Episode six. Living Oh man. I gotta get something from Jen because I haven't done anything for her last two. So Jen's gonna start Jen's gonna say that supernatural is really an imposter and he doesn't care about helping people. He just wants to fuck Jen. Does she how does she get back in contact? But she wants with him? to fuck Supernatural, so it's all good. And she's does just she like, like let's just go fuck. Does she like go back to the group? Like how does she get back in contact with him? She's gonna have to go back to the group because that's the only way she knows him unless she goes back to that cafe and he's there eavesdropping. That might be what he does. Maybe he's a creepy eavesdropper. And he's always just trying to like sit there and find people to come to. Well, he's he's trying to figure out if people are like aliens or like he's... they got supernatural powers or something because he's got to kill them or something. I don't remember exactly. I just know I watched like 20 episodes of that show and I didn't like it. Let me ask you a question about Supernatural right here, right now. What do we have on our hands? A genuine article, good guy or a Charlie Michael Murray as far as Jen's experience with him. Or I guess somewhere he else. Leans, he leans more towards Charlie Michael Murray, but he's not that bad. Okay, he's a better guy, but we all have flaws. All right. But he's but he's worse than that. Okay. But he's better than Charlie Michael Murray. Are you ready for episode six? Living. Episode six, six, six. It's called Living Dead Girl. Oh! So yes, appropriately, episode six, six, six in season six. The horror-themed one. It's going to be about the movie that fucking Dawson is making, the horror movie with Todd. And also, that means we're going to get to see some of that from the fucking, ah, oh, that, I'm, I'm excited. So my question that. to you then is, who is the living dead girl? Or I guess there is there a living dead girl? Literally. Not one who's actually live and dead, but like. Joey. So Joey's the one that they're talking about. Yeah, there. why not? Joey. Okay. It's, of course it's Joey. Okay. So what, so what happens? What's the drama? It's what it always is. Joey overreacts about something. And well, th- right, so think about with the movie. Get her back. Well, think about the movie though. So Dawson's coming back. This is two weeks or whatever later, and they're working on the film there. So the cast and the crew and everyone is there. So it's the full works. So yeah. I, is Joey going to be there? 
is she gonna meet some people involved? Is she gonna hang out with Todd somewhere? Like, or are they are her and Dawson gonna avoid each other? Well, if she actually doesn't really want anything to do with Dawson right now, she would just avoid it. But but you know it's Dawson's creep. I think she's gonna go. Why the fuck wouldn't she go? So what's the inciting incident this time though? Like, what happens to set off the argument? Because you think they're gonna argue again? No, nah, it's it's Dawson's movie. She's gonna be happy for him. She's gotta be happy for him in this instance, and then she can go back to being like, "Fuck you." All right, you can catch all of our old episodes and new episodes on Spotify podcasts, and most importantly, and of course, at fifty Randy Quades dot com. You know that's right. It's the final countdown here. Also, the final cut, as Chucky B put it earlier. We're in the, the, the final cut. This is the final stretch till we get to the end of the Dawson's Creek run here. I think we got about seven regular ass episodes, three, some three packs and a two pack, and then we got the series finale episode. And then I just want to say that we will be taking a slightly extended break from doing TV shows, but after undetermined amount of time, some sometime we will return with tv series number two and we'll let you know more about that as the days go on we'll have some news for you once we know more uh you'll know what we know i mean we know what series we're doing but we're not gonna spoil that quite yet don't worry about what we know or what you know except that you don't know and on that note until next time we We be be creaking. creaking